0: We are into a brand new week of Cycle Talk SA. Thank you for joining us this week. And, uh, yeah, just a huge thank you to everyone who commented and helped share. Uh, Last week's episode of Cycle Talk SA, the response was phenomenal uh, about uh, the incident involving Johan Labiskachny uh, last week after he was hit by a taxi. And this week we have an update for you on Johan's condition. The good news is he is home. Uh, Surgery has been successful and we'll tell you more about that on this week's show. And I'm also really excited. Uh, One of the things that people don't give too much thought about is servicing their bike. And I caught up with probably one of the best bike mechanics in the country today, uh, Kasper Bester, uh, who works for Team MTN Quebeca as uh, their bike mechanic. And uh, yeah, picked his brain. He's got a new business starting as well that could benefit you uh, uh, getting your bike serviced. But we'll chat all about that on this week's show as well. And yeah, my name is Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. Thanks for, for joining me this week. As always, if you want to be in touch, and lots of people did get in touch this last week, you can tweet us at Cycle Talk SA. You can also pop me an email, podcast at CycleTalkSA.co.za. Or alternatively, you can uh, look us up on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash SA. It's as simple as that, to be in touch Uh, And yeah, I love hearing from you. So keep those emails, tweets, and Facebook messages coming. Uh, They really, really fire me up when I hear about how much you really enjoy uh, this podcast on the South African cycling scene. And some great news this week as well. Team South Africa doing fantastically well at the 2013 African Continental Championships. And hopefully we'll be able to get some of those medal winners on next week's show uh, to talk about their experience and how things went uh, in Egypt. So, without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show, and we touch base with Johan Lavaschakni's brother-in-law, Hans Derudder. Well, last week on Cycle Talk SA, we reported uh, about Johan Lavaschakni, who was uh, knocked down by a taxi in Johannesburg, and we've been getting lots of requests to to get an update on how Johan is doing. And it's great to welcome onto the show, uh, Hans Derrida. Hans, welcome to Cycle Talk SA. Thanks for for taking the time to catch up with us today. Uh,
1: thanks, Brett. Yachts, uh, no problem. Anytime.
0: Hans, I've sort of been in contact with you over over the weekend, and that since the the accident happened. You're actually Johan's brother-in-law. He's married to your your oldest sister. How is he doing after after the accident?
1: Well, yeah, Brett. Uh, he got released from hospital uh, yesterday afternoon. So at home, and uh, obviously a bit uh, banged up and bruised and a bit brittle, um, but yeah you know, everything it's uh,
0: sort of okay that's that's awesome news i mean it's it's just so horrible hearing these things and, and the stories of how these things happen it, it's It's probably difficult, and I don't know if he's, if he said anything, but I mean has he said of, of what exactly happened, does he know what happened, or did he just get hit from behind without even knowing what was going on?
1: But actually, all he says he, that he can remember is just a, a wop. Uh, and then when, when, he, when he woke up, he just saw people standing around him um, and thought it had been an accident. So he didn't even realize what happened. It that was just sudden. And uh, fortunately, there was people around that stopped and helped. And uh, he wanted me to thank all those people that, that helped him as well.
0: Oh, brilliant. Hans, as far as, as far as his injuries and that go, I know he, was, he had to have some surgery and, and that sort of thing as well. What's the extent of those injuries?
1: Yes, but, um, they had to basically, um, on his right cheekbone and had to basically fix that and reattach some muscles there. And, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the major things, is just reconstructing that cheekbone and muscles. And then he had a fracture on his left wrist and the bone there. Um, some cuts in his face, underneath his eye and his cheek, and obviously all over his head. Uh, a lot of abrasions and skin loss and stuff like that. Uh, one of the knees uh, to also sort of operate in the sticks and make it nice and uh, nice and clean and look pretty again. And uh, he wasn't wearing his gloves, so, yeah, not a lot of skin left on his fingers.
0: Oi, not not pretty. And, and that doesn't uh, bode well for me because I never wear gloves either, so that's probably a bit of a lesson as well. And then, Hans, as far as the guy who hit him, the taxi driver, any news on that? Or are charges being pressed? Did they catch the guy first of all and, and are, pr- are charges being, being pressed?
1: Um versus as, as I mean I don't know too much um what I do know is that uh, I think he was he was arrested and scheduled uh, to release actually for tuesday um which is today i think obviously, and then um, yeah if it, it's um Amazon beacon and apparently um, he does not have a license uh for what we could get it.
0: Oh, that's frustrating, Hans. Uh, And as far as Johan's going, I mean, his cycling has been part of his life for so long. I mean, he's not going to give it up. He's still going to get out there, maybe spend more time on the mountain bike. But, I mean, he commutes to work. So this is the way he used to get to work every day. And uh, sort of what's his feeling about getting back on the bike? Well, um, no,
1: Johan would would like to be on the bike already. Uh, But, yeah, we'll have to take some time just to recoup and recover. And, yeah, he will be back on the bike and competing, doing mountain biking all the time, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will still be commuting. Cause I mean, that's one of the ways to to stay fit and miss traffic. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be back on the bike soon.
0: And it's also one of the ways to avoid the e-tolls at the moment as well. Unfortunately,
1: unfortunately, yeah.
0: <laughs> Hans, uh, yeah, Brew, it's it's always great to catch up, and and yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys soon down there at KTM. Thanks for the update and and please pass on our best wishes to Johan and the family as well.
1: Uh, thanks Rachel. um John just wanted me to, to, to thank everybody that that stopped everybody that sending messages the, uh, facebook team on twitter um, York yeah, so just want, there was so much support and she so just wanted to say uh, thanks to everybody and he, and he really appreciates everything and all. Also-
0: We're talking about something slightly different this week on Cycle Talk SA, and uh, it's one of those things that a lot of people neglect uh, to look at, and I want to talk about uh, getting your bike ready for for sort of, not just for big races, but uh, having it in tip-top shape so that you can get the best out of it, and it's awesome to welcome onto the show this week, uh, bike mechanic from MTN Quebec, uh, Kasper Best. Casper, welcome onto the show, thanks for, for catching up and taking the time to speak to us today. No,
2: thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to get the business uh, exposed to the public out there,
0: Casper. The, the reason I wanted to chat to you is is twofold. First, I want to chat uh, about sort of uh, bikes and what people should look for, and 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 when they should see a, a bike mechanic and get a, a a sort of setup and and that sort of thing, and, and get everything working one hundred percent. But I also wanted to chat to you. You mentioned the business. You started a, a business where, where you're doing a, a mobile bike mechanic service. Tell us a little bit about how it came about and, and what brought on this decision.
2: Working uh, in the professional industry with MTN Quebec over the last two years in Europe uh, has shown me a lot of opportunities to what the public is not getting. Um, and there's the opportunities in and around the industry that can be changed. And one thing I saw that is a gap in the market is mobile servicing. A lot of the top-end structure in cycling these days is your corporates. And your corporates have a busy schedule. They have a busy day. So ideally what they're looking for is to have their bike in their car, go to their workplace. Tonight when they go home, the bike is serviced. Um, No structure struggling in traffic not to get to the to the bike shops and all the things i will never actually replace a bike shop but it's just a a more comfortable and easier way of getting your bike looked at and serviced without actually going out of your way to your daily tasks it's
0: actually such a cool idea casper i must say i mean you you talk about sort of just how busy we are and everyone's busy and 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 one of the problems we we find and, and i don't know if it's just me i mean i work really hard but it's almost like you don't get time to train, and then you need to find time to take your bike to a bike shop, get it serviced, go and fetch it afterwards. If you think about it, that time that you're spending taking it to a bike shop or bringing it back, that's essentially two training sessions you could probably have got in as well. So I think it's a fantastic, fantastic idea. You're up and running at the moment. You, you, you're sort of living in pots doing a lot of work in Joburg, but you're going to do the service pretty much national, wherever there's a, a demand for it. Tell us how that's going to work.
2: So I'm looking at uh, getting a mobile structure in the form of uh, a panel van that I will fully kit, kit out as a basically a mobile workshop to be able to assist in all bike maintenance. So it will be fully equipped with water, electricity, and all what is needed to, to do the job. So it doesn't matter where I need to go if you work in an office park, basement, or in your residential area where uh, resources can be limited. So I will basically be totally independent, um, but it will basically be like bringing your bike shop to your house. And my goal is, is to have the setup done in such a way that I can go to basically anywhere in the country where the demand is to cover the travel cost, uh, basically. That, that, at the moment, will be the most expensive part of the whole system. To get the message out to the public and to have it available to the public is a, a tricky part. Um, and it's important for, for the people or the riders out there to know that there is something available like this, and it can be done at a very professional level um, in your driveway. So I'm really looking forward to having this established and be able to travel around with the vehicle um, and do all the jobs that is required for me.
0: Cus, but it, it sounds it sounds awesome, and and it's a case of I mean, if you think about it, there's, there's probably lots of people around who, who who cycle with colleagues or cycle with mates, and they all sort of live and work in the same sort of area. So it could possibly. Be provide an opportunity for for a a cycling group to say, hey, listen, here's an opportunity for us to get our bike service, same time, same place, let's just get it done. It it just makes it a a lot easier, isn't it?
2: Yes, it does, and I was looking at having a structure put together where I was going to call it, it's like a a group marketing structure where I want to say we meet up at a, a certain point, we We make it a fun day out. Have a bring and braai, basically get all the friends together. Because how often do you get all your cycling buddies together to actually relax when you're not on the bike? Now I want to provide the services with your bike to be serviced and have a relaxful and enjoyable afternoon with your friends. So it can be at one guy's house. It can be at a park somewhere. I want to work totally environmental friendly. So it doesn't matter where the work needs to be done it can be done. So my my target is is to have a thing where I can get friends and colleagues and especially a lot of the cycling community together and have a fun day out but in the same time have your bike service and you can actually first hand experience of how get what gets done to your bike. Um so it doesn't get taken at the bike shop, you drop it off, you come back and you have it. You can actually learn of the experience and see also what is happening to your bike and how it gets maintained and basically learn along the process. That's
0: it, sounds, it sounds amazing. How can people get hold of you if they want to want to find out more about what you do or if they want to book your services? They can
2: contact me on my cell phone. Uh, cell number 083 508 6490 or they can send me an email on CVS at iBurst Dot and I will, when I have the opportunities, uh, to respond to them, uh, get back to them as soon as possible. And my idea is, is to have people in similar areas. Um, although I live in Pochesterum, is to when I have enough people or do the bookings and communicate to the people who want me to do the service so that I can do a certain amount of work in one area at the same time. Uh, also to limit costs to the customer and to myself um, as a new startup business.
0: Cool. Casper, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put those details on our website as well. So if people want to find out uh, if maybe they're driving, listening to this, they can head uh, to CycleTalk.co.za and then just click on the show notes for this episode of Cycle Talk, and those details will be there too. You're also on Twitter. That's how I came across you as well and I'll pop your Twitter handle up there too. Casper, let's just talk generally about bike servicing and, and, and when it should be done and why it should be done. Let, let's start off from the basics. How often should you be servicing your bike?
2: Servicing your bike mainly go on how you ride it, how often you ride it, and what the circumstances you ride it in. You get a lot of guys is have to ride early in the mornings. And most of the time, early mornings, it's either raining or, you know, there's wet road conditions and stuff. What I recommend is if you are a regular, if you train regularly, you can have your bike have a minor look at after every 2,000 kilometers. Um, For a professional athlete, like what I deal with uh, on a daily basis, that happens quite often. But for the guy who rides his bike every morning, he rides 80 kilometers a day. So it all depends on how you ride the bike. If you're a stomper and you ride heavy gears, you're obviously gonna wear your equipment very, you know, quicker. And if you ride more subtle and more smoothly on the pedals, what I recommend to the public is to look at how the performance of the bike when a bike doesn't perform, it's not happy it's like any normal thing. If your car needs a service, you know it doesn't perform the way it should be so that's how I always explain to my customers and my clients a happy a, a well oiled bike is a very happy bike will give you one hundred percent results so it's hard to say you I would say you can look at a minor service once a month depending on your riding and what I recommend is to have a look at and a strip of your complete bike depending on your riding style and the amount of kilometers you do after about every month, just to give your bike a total clean clean every single part of your bike and get it put back together like that you do. and this. Also, not maintain them like also the life of all the group sets of the the running parts, but equipment is not very cheap, so you need to be able to look at it properly to get the actual function and the lifetime out of it that you that you're paying for.
0: That's probably the key as well, though, Cusper, is, is correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, by by doing those minor services sort of on, on a monthly basis and then also uh, every so often just doing a proper strip down of the thing and taking it apart, cleaning the, the parts and, and components, putting it back together, it's going to lengthen the lifespan of your bike in general and the components. Yes,
2: yeah, if, you, if you take your bike apart like what I suggest, once every six months, you actually get five or three times the length, the lifespan out of a certain part. And what is very important is to always have your chain clean and well-oiled. A dirty chain that has debris and lots of old oil and stuff on it just clogs up, um dust and particles and stuff. And that becomes like a grinding paste. So every time your pedal goes around under power, you just wear down the product more and more and more. So, to wash your chain on a on a weekly basis and make sure that it is clean doesn't just prolong the lines it also increases performance
0: yeah so i mean that's also as as far as efficiency on the bike it's going to make it it's going to make it a lot easier and and you're probably going to get more, more sort of bang for your buck, if you want to put it that way, when you are out on the bike uh, and and putting in the hard hours, trying to trying to get faster and that sort of thing as well. And then let's just look at 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 minor service as opposed to a major service. You you mentioned a major service, everything gets stripped down and cleaned and that sort of thing, put back together. What what gets done in a in, in and, and should be getting done if you take in your bike into a bike shop and and you you're getting a minor service? What should be getting done to that bike?
2: What you need to look at first is always is the condition of the chain, the, a percentage of, we call it stretch, of chain wear that is on, that is on your chain. Along with that, that has to be checked is all your moving parts need to be controlled. So your headset needs to be checked, your bottom bracket needs to be checked and make sure that all the bearings in it is running smoothly. Then you move over to your cables and housing if you have debris or dirt uh, or water in your cables, you will also not get excellent performance. So this will also need to be controlled and checked. What you then move over to is your wheels. Make sure that the wheels are running through and the bearings are optimal for a smooth pedaling. A lot of the times, people neglect to check the bearings in the wheels Um and that can also cause like heavier pedaling motions and uh, because it's now under resistance when you are pedaling. Uh, when you are, when you are moving, um I mean, your wheels is your number one contact point with, with the, with the tar surface or the gravel depending on what sport you do. The general overall of the bike needs to be checked and, um, and this will also tell you if there's any cracks or breaks in the frame or any of the parts on the bike. So a minor service, what needs to be done is a proper wash and clean and then basically axle to axle to make sure the bearings are good, the chain is good, and that the whole running system operates as efficiently as it should be.
0: Brilliant. Okay, and then Cusper, just let's talk a little bit about your your career with MT in Quebec. How did how did you get into the side of things on the bike mechanics and and sort of what what's your process been to to getting to where you are now, working for for probably the the top cycling team? I don't want to say in South Africa because they're not based here right now, but they're based in Europe. Uh, sort of how did it all start for you?
2: I ended my career as a professional um, paramedic. I was a paramedic for a few years and my fiance, um was a cyclist, uh, Victoria Mybert. And I got involved with cycling through her, and basically things just went from there. And I started working on bikes and starting fixing out things as, as it went along. In 2010, I got the opportunity to assist the team uh, House of Friends, as they were called at the time, with uh, rider and team owner Dean Edwards. Um, I was with them for a year when I got the opportunity to move over to MTN Quebec and being aware of what the Quebec foundation stands for and what they do, I saw it as a perfect opportunity to broaden my, my knowledge. So I got involved with the team uh, in, in 2011 and basically just, it just went on from there being locally in South Africa, then working on the European aspect and the knowledge that I've gained over the last two years with the team will definitely benefit in my business um, as it goes forward. And I can definitely say that what people see on the everyday basis of what they think European racing is like, just imagine it 10 times more technical and more difficult. The TV makes things actually look so much simpler and so much easier than it, than it actually is out there. The competition is just at a different level. So you as a mechanic um, needs to make sure that your work also goes up a level. If the equipment is not sufficient, the riders cannot perform to the level that they requested to perform at. So this has opened my eyes a lot to how the structures and the, and the planning around to be a top-level mechanic actually works.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean that European cycling circuit is is something else. And Casper, are, are you? Is that you done for Europe? Or are you are you back in South Africa for good now? And, and your plans are to to build this mobile mechanic business?
2: Yes, uh, my plan is is to to concentrate uh, on the business. Um, but I will. I'm not totally. I'm not totally withdrawing from mtn Quebec. Um, I've been involved with the team for a long time, and I'm trying. You. Know, I would like to to keep the opportunities and the connections available within the team and you know as a as a professional mechanic with the european experience i think i would genuinely like to be able to continue on a local basis with the team um to concentrate on the business but also assist and aid you know any team or the team um in south africa to further their mechanics knowledge um to what needs to be done at world, world level
0: Sounds awesome. And then, Casper, just to to wrap up, I mean, looking at, at sort of bike shops and that that do services, what's the biggest mistake that you, in your experience, that you see bike shops making, that people take their bike in and they don't really know uh, sort of exactly what's going into it and what they should be looking out for? What's the biggest mistake you see bike shops making as far as uh, sort of servicing bicycles in South Africa? I would, What I would say is
2: I think that the... the The biggest mistake that I've noticed is it all comes down to the final product and how you have your final product available to the public. And if I listen to what the the general public normally talks about, it's always the return of the equipment, the period that it takes. And I, I think what bike shops are trying to do is to assist where they can, but sometimes I think it can be a little bit too much. So rather book a few bikes, one or two bikes less, and then put your staff in the back under pressure because to work under pressure all the time causes for small problems. So I would rather say try and book a little bit lesser clients per day and have the jobs done accordingly and not under the tension and the stress to have it delivered or to, to get back on the same day.
0: Superb. Kasper Bester, what I'll do is, like I said, I'll pop your details up on our website if people want to get hold of you. I don't know if you want to give your cell phone number out one last time before we, we wrap things up.
2: Yeah, you can. Uh, people can get hold of me on 083-508-6490.
0: There you have it. If you want to get a world-class bike mechanic to sort out your gear, Casper Besta is your man, okay? Uh, head over to CycleTalkSA.co.za. I'll pop his email address, cell phone number, and his Twitter handle up there to get in touch and uh, get the best possible uh, service for your bike right now. Casper. thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it.
2: Uh, thank you very much, Grant. Really appreciate the opportunity to get the business name out there.
0: That's a wrap for this week's episode of Cycle Talk SA. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if I could ask you a huge favor, if you do it on iTunes, just take a few seconds, if you don't mind, to please leave a review and rating. It just helps us out hugely. Uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, it would be appreciated. Uh, yeah, thanks to both my guests this week, Hans and Cusper. Really appreciate your time, gentlemen. And I look forward to catching up with you again next week here on Cycle Talk SA. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, questions, please do be in touch uh, you can pop me an email, podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. You can also tweet us at cycletalksa or just like us on Facebook as well. Uh, you go to facebook.com forward slash cycletalksa. That's where you can find us. And also be sure to check out our website, cycletalksa.co.za. Uh, every single week, we're featuring one of you, our cycle talker of the week. And this week, uh, go check it out. It's Victoria Meiburg. Uh, actually, turns out, how funny is that? That it's Casper Bester's uh, fiance. Uh, very, very cool. Go check it out on cycletalksa.co.za. Thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate you. And uh, yeah, be safe on the roads. We'll chat next week. Cheers.